0: We are recording now. Okay. Uh, prayer list, August 11th, 2022. Uh, a friend on Facebook. His name's Heath. He needs healing and blessings. And remember him that God would do something that would show him that He was there. Sometimes people, all they need is just a little, a little something to show them that the Lord is going to be there for you and is there for you. He does need healing. Chuck Knipp and his dad Randolph, we'll keep them on the prayer list. Uh, Marta and Charles, uh, friends of the podcast, Vassie and Linda and John and Ruby. For our friend Gary, for healings and wisdom. We're praying for patriots to receive wisdom and just to be ready for what may come. we're praying for Donald Trump and his family Bob's two children for salvation Stephanie and Mike pray for those two cats that are fighting unsaved family members up north pray for our nation pray for the water shortage on the west coast again prayers for our nation take godless leaders out and turn our nation to God Ted and Eric and Rex and Reverend Davis and family for our country America, President Trump and family unsaved family members Ray and Judy and um, next door neighbor and our, our nation President Trump and family George Weiser Senior and Junior Joe Weiser Phil Tobelman for his health and that those who seek to enslave us Will be utterly confounded. I like that prayer. Let's join hands. Is
1: there anything else,
0: Not lately. Lord, we do thank you for, and we remember Osman, Let's add him to that prayer list. We thank you for this assembly. We thank you that we could gather and we could call upon you to teach us, to give us wisdom from your word and the understanding that we should get. Every time we seek it from you, you have written, you have not because you ask not. We have read a prayer list here and there are specific concerns mentioned there. And Lord, I just pray that for those who need to be shown your power, that in no uncertain terms they find that evidence, they see the work of your hands. Guide us, Lord, remembering all these that are on the prayer list. Teach us tonight from Your Word as we begin in Mark chapter 2. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Mark chapter 2, verse 1. And again he entered into Capernaum, thank you, babe, after some days. And it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. Does anybody have another translation that would explain what born of four is there? Uh, Verse 3, Mark 2. Carried. There you go. I should have known that. He was carried by four people. (laughs) Now when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, for all the people, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed Wherein the sick of the palsy lay I want that cat off the table. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether is it easier to say the sick of the palsy thy sins, to say to the sick of the palsy thy sins are be forgiven thee? Or to say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk. But they ye may know, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, and I say unto thee, Arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God saying we never saw it on this fashion and never seen anything like that so a couple of points to look at verse 8 and immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves he said unto them why reason you these things in your hearts it says he perceived it in his spirit his spirit is the Holy Spirit and when we're saved we have that same spirit we are all made one with God when we are indwelled by his Holy Spirit we're connected and um, Christ (coughs) has his spirit It, it is the Holy Spirit it is the Holy Spirit that is shared and given to all freely who ...are saved and who are born again. Uh, First, 5 says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, ...Son, thy sins be forgiven thee." It doesn't indicate whether the man who was sick had any faith. So, and there are other examples where it certainly appears that someone is healed, and it is indicated that they're healed. Even in certain cases... When that person isn't there, like was it the centurion's uh, servant or, or child? Right? He said, your um, faith. Your faith. You just say it, and I know it'll happen." Is that the dog snoring?
1: to keep on you up.
0: <laughs> What's that?
1: You keep on you will wake yourself up. Well, his eyes are open.
0: Turbo, you gonna make it? got I think he's laid his throat on the edge of the table, so he's done. But um, I was thinking of that passage today when I had potentially reason to believe that someone needed a healing, they needed a blessing, but they might not really believe. But that perhaps God doing a mighty work in that person's life could cause them to give a fresh look at the gospel so our um, our relationship with God is secure in Christ and we are told to spread the gospel we are told to share it I like to see people get evidence that God has acted. Uh, some years back, I was driving. I was still driving for Fly and Jay. Uh, me and another driver had been up to Baltimore to pick up perfectly good corn liquor and put it in gasoline, and um, they, we haul it down to Montvale to put ethanol in in the gas. But anyway, the days prior to that, he he his son had. Uh, Fallen while playing uh, basketball uh, at Rorytree High School. And he couldn't get back up. Just a young man, school age. And they got him to the doctor, and and he had a tumor on his hip, and it broke in half. And um, that's what had happened. So they talking about bone cancer and maybe other possibilities didn't look good for the young man and um, I told him that we would pray and I'm sure if you dug back through our prayer cards it was in there somewhere and I just didn't want to prod him any longer about it you know I don't want to be a pest when somebody's got a loved one that's fighting something like that to just continually ask for updates. And anyway, we've been together five, six hours, more than that, because it's a good ride up there, <laughs> and then you got to get in line and get loaded and get back out of up there. But uh, It had been a long time since I'd driven a big truck in city traffic, but uh you know and they'll always tell you "You watch out for these people they'll cut you off if they see you wanting another lane they they won't let you they'll pull right up a fuel tanker with a load of alcohol on it though they make room for (laughs) i didn't have any problem that's just an aside um but i happen i remember he's coming out of baltimore coming back this way and i said how uh How's 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 your son? I uh, hadn't heard you say anything. He said, "Well, we went up there to UVA last week. He'd been walking on the crutches, and they examined him. And you remember this? She's gone. She's zonked.
1: I'm
0: not. I was just asking you if you remembered. <laughs> I love
1: you. I'm not, I'm not
0: you, you work really hard. I know. He said they." had him back there for a couple hours, and he just didn't sound real encouraged when he said this, and I thought, well, I'm getting ready to hear some bad news, and he said, they come out of there, that doctor said, uh, I don't know what y'all doing with them crutches, them hips are perfect, there's no evidence of anything wrong whatsoever, just tell him to just walk and go back to what he was doing, they couldn't explain it, but but the father there, the guy I was talking to, you know, I, I was just kind of aggravated because he wasn't praising God. And I said, well, you know, we, we prayed about this. Yeah, yeah, I think I remember something about that, you know. Unremarkable to him. Very strange, I thought.
1: Is that the ruler right?
0: guy? Yeah. I wasn't going to give his name. But... <laughs> hey, howdy. Hey, how you doing? Well, I got hot and Ray got cold, so I got a fan and he got a blanket.
1: <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, thank
0: you. Look, we, we talked about where the, the four men lowered the man on the uh, stretcher, on the pallet, through the roof in the midst of Jesus, and, and he healed that man for the faith of those who had lowered him down the ropes. It didn't say he healed a man for his own faith. He was talking about praying for people who may not even believe that maybe God would give a sign or a blessing in the life of that unbeliever, and, and that unbeliever knows that that he or she's being prayed for. And then, when things go well for them, that they might glorify God. You know and um, sometimes they do I think most of the time they don't Jesus healed ten lepers only one turned back around to thank him and acknowledged that yes you're the one the rest of them probably just thought oh this is cool I don't have leprosy anymore I'll just go on about what I was doing before I got it but the other thing that you see is you know Jesus says, Son, the uh, sins be forgiven thee. He's tying the sins of that this man had committed to his condition. Now we talked last week, there was a young man that was blind in John chapter 9, and those people were saying, well, who sinned, him or his parents? And Jesus said, it's not for that. They didn't, they didn't sin to cause this. He, he had this condition so that God would be glorified. So um, you don't want to be like Job's friends when you see somebody in tribulation and say, well, you might have done this or you might have done that. God did not like that. In fact, Job, once he was restored, God God said, you know, you pray for them and I will take my wrath away off of them. So uh, we... Because really at the root of that is a bit of self-righteousness. Like, you know only what you're doing but you know I'm glad I'm not doing it I'm glad I've got my health I'm glad I don't didn't lose my job I, you know I'm glad that I didn't lose my stuff in a break-in you can't do that and it's human nature in some cases to do to do exactly that
1: course, yes well what about the
0: people
1: that you see Walking around, doing a lot of walking, especially up in age. Some with the hair cut off, because cancer patients yeah. do a lot of walking. People that you see in wheelchairs that you don't even know. And you say, Lord, help them. Bless that person. And and that becomes a part of you that you do that to pray for people, and they never know it.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think it's good to do that, I, you know, things like when I see somebody going down the interstate ahead of me and they got a tire that's going like mm-hmm. that, you pray for them, because so don't let that tire fail them and cause them to have an accident or let them get the help they need, you know, uh, I think <laughs> it's a very, very good thing to, you know, and God, if He does it in that instance, could be because you asked Him to, that tire might have been getting ready to blow. Um, might be that your prayer was heard and, and, uh, and granted. You know, these-
1: when you were in Roanoke and y'all was on the mother sickle?
0: Yeah. There was a
1: minister that was there named Archie Richmond. He was residing out of New Jersey, but he lived in Roanoke. Last week, I didn't find out until a couple of days ago. He was driving, and the next thing you know, his car went across the media, went down an embankment, and they had to uh, get go down and pull him up and get him to the hospital. He's home now. He's going oh, fine. Made it. All right. Good. But when you do things to help other people and pray for other people, God takes care of his own. It yeah. comes back to you. And this is why I feel that as Christians, we should pray for people that we see in need. They don't, we don't know them, but you see them. They need to pray. Somebody prayed for us, and we I'm didn't sure. Know
0: them. I'm, I am sure I was getting prayed for, uh, probably by my second mother growing up, Elaine Strock was a maiden name at the time. She's Elaine Bryant, and I know she's a believer. And I, I mean that might have been about all the prayer we got from the household there Mm -hmm. but you know I'm sure we got prayer from extended family like Ray's mom prayed Mm -hmm. for my brother and me I guarantee and others did too but yeah praying for those they may not know you're praying Mm -hmm. but they're reaping the benefits and what you said is real important too if you're praying for others God Mm -hmm. sees your needs too and he knows even before you ask Uh, Pastor uh... in the area albert carroll uh... we rode motorcycles with him a little bit now he and i've talked about this before he had a heart condition that they told him that he it could go at any moment that that ruptured uh... i forget what it was called yeah it was about to burst and it was inoperable and they told him that he needed to quit preaching. He's a Pentecostal preacher, so he mm-hmm. put a lot of uh, effort. effort, enthusiasm, and mojo on that, on on those sermons. And he, uh, yeah, I'm not going to stop preaching. You know, if I die in the pulpit, then so I die. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm not going to quit preaching. And there was a young lady that had something, and I don't know what it was. It, seemed like it was something besides a health issue, a, a family, family issue or something. And she called him and wanted him to pray with her on the phone. And he was. He, he was praying with him. He gave me this testimony. He told me. I heard it straight from him. And he uh, said, uh, while I was praying, my heart started burning like I had a fire inside me. And he said, I wasn't going to let it stop me from praying. I went right on. I thought, well, this could be the end of it, but I'd love, if I'm going to die praying for somebody, then that's a pretty good way to go. <laughs> but he finished the prayer and ended the call, and then the same thing to the young lady he had been talking to he said he started feeling all right after that it was kind of odd but he was feeling better than he had in a long time went to the doctor on his next appointment and they said that aorta is restored there's no evidence that there was anything wrong with your heart anymore and he said well i'll tell you right when god healed it and he says on the phone praying and god come, he said i felt that fire And i know someone else who felt the fire one time inside of him and got healed it took a while for it to kick in right? <laughs> mm-hmm. We were in Truck Stop Ministries laying hands on you. We said, I, oh, me? Yes, you said, "This, I feel a burning inside me. You don't remember this? No, I what remember. condition did I have at that time? Whatever you went to the hospital, doctor, oh. for prostate, whatever, at one point in time. I said, well, you know. Oh, that's just... i working his ways in my life. No, yeah. I know, I do remember that. Yeah. But it's There's been so many miracles that happened in my life. Mm-hmm. It's like... All right, just wrap up another one for God, you know. And, and of everything. all of the miracles that you know, that you can recount, <laughs> there's a been, a, there's a hundred more that you didn't even realize. You know, things like one time we were coming back from Bluefield, and I don't even remember who I was traveling with. Many years ago, I wasn't married, and this little. Toyota Land Cruiser was just barely creeping along, and I saw the tire was just shaking hard, and he'd had to slow down. Seemed like I passed him over there about Baston, coming this you know way, and <coughs> so we went on. <coughs> I wasn't a Christian then. We went on and came through the tunnel. And there on the side of the road was the identical Land Cruiser on a jack with that tire removed. Now you tell me what happened. I don't know. But I am not about to believe that there were two of them. That's just the odds of that are phenomenally low. So I feel like somehow the Lord pulled us back a moment. One time in the fog, there four of us in the car. Everybody was straight, nobody was drinking. And we left Bland in the fog. Rex was one, one of the, Rex was driving. And we got coming down Little Walker Mountain and I said, where's the tunnel? And Rex said, we done been through the tunnel. I said, what? No, we hadn't. And the other two people in the car said, we have not been through the tunnel. No, you know, they just insisted, and so did I. I would not be that dumb. I would know if we went through the tunnel. We didn't remember. Three people. Why not? I don't know. Maybe that, that can be explained. But things like this happen a lot. And, um, you know, God is sovereign over time. And and you could eat one of the prayers that I sometimes pray, uh, Lord, if it had ever been, may it never be. In other words, if it happens down the road, may it not have been. May it not happen. And he can back things up just to answer your prayer. He stopped
1: the the earth from turning.
0: For a day, yeah very very interesting that he does these things but he can and that's the God we want to know I think that America is coming into a rough time here and we need to be closer than God, closer to God than ever before but before I forget it Reverend Davis we were talking earlier and I was mentioning to John about the time then people burned that cross in your yard can you tell me was that here or where was that the house where, where you're where at, at now. Where I'm at now. Unbelievable. Yeah. When was, what year was that?
1: Oh, it's been about. let's see. Eighty. Eighty-two. We built the house in '82. It had to be around '89 because I was working in West Virginia. That's unbelievable. I just. I smelled something burning. Thought that. Didn't perfect, I thought it shouldn't be anything burning because we didn't have no heat on anything. I looked out the window. Across us in the yard, there was a cloth, draped across it, on fire.
0: I am so sorry.
1: My son worked in Marion. And Mr. Bradbury lived across the street over there daughter used to ride back and forth to work with him. They worked the same place. That day, the day before that, they followed him home. Some guy in the car, red car. My son-in-law from Oklahoma was, was here. Derek said, somebody tried to run him off the road. Well, she got out and went out. He came out. They burnt the cross. The next day, the same car that had run him off the road came past the house. Derek saw him. I jumped in my car, and he went to the gas station down here. And he was on the phone. They had followed him and found out where he lived, so they burnt, they burnt the cross there. So I walked up to him and I said, I know where you live. I ran a 1028 on your car. If anything happened to my son, I know where to find him. Ah. Oh. Called the police department that morning and told him about the cross. I said, now, y'all can come out here and patrol and check the house. I said, but if I catch him,
0: I ain't calling y'all.
1: I'm not calling you. you to pick him up. They came every day and patrolled for a whole week had no more trouble
0: out of it. That late, that they still doing crap like that?
1: And I couldn't believe it. That was 89. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. And these are godless mm. people, and these people pretend like they're Christians.
1: Was he from Lithuania?
0: <laughs> Who? The guy. Yeah.
1: No, he was from Marion. He lived in Marion. Mm.
0: Why did he choose you to mess with? Well,
1: my son worked at the plant they worked at and Bradbury's daughter worked there, and I she ride back yeah. and forth to work with him. The so dinner, they were thinking they were going to be black, and, and uh, they followed him home, found out where he lived, so then they burnt the cross in the yard.
0: Yeah, those kind of people, that's a special place in hell for them, unless they really repent. Unless they get saved and repent.
1: What did the police say, okay? No, the only thing they can say, well, we'll come patrol, but don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, don't take long on your own I, I say, if I catch it, he's gone. He's yeah. Going ready in the yard. Uh, we'll patrol. We'll come by every day. Okay, <laughs> they did.
0: Well, yeah, um, I knew you had told us that one time before, and John was wondering about the details. Uh-huh. We were, uh, the subject came up because... I'd seen a thing about that movie Gone with the Wind, you know. Uh, Rhett Butler was mm-hmm. the character Clark Gable played. And when he got to the set to make that movie, they had black and white restrooms. Mm-hmm. And he told the producers, he said, you get rid of these segregated bathrooms or you got no Rhett Butler. Mm-hmm. So he stood up, you Good know. Yeah. And a lot of people, most people do, it's just a small number of people, mm-hmm. you know, that, that do that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and, and they'll point to, like, gang-on-gang warfare in cities and look at everybody, look at the whole nation, like, well, yeah, this is what y'all do, this is who you are. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. <laughs> you you know? Know, know? You know, when I was in high school, in Galax, there was black and white signs on the bathroom doors and the water films, and that was 1961 or two. Right? Yeah, I'm sure you saw plenty of that. Yes, High School. Oh, and not in the high school, in the dairy bar and places.
1: And, uh, drugstore and wherever you take the uh, Greyhound bus. Mm-hmm. I was going back to Washington, DC, coming from Richmond, Virginia. <clears throat> they pulled in they stopped and everybody use the bathroom, get something to eat. The bus driver was in front of me. I was behind him. And he paid seventy-five cents for his pop. And the man rang me told me a dollar twenty-five cents. A bus driver put his back and said, you take this he said that you charge him the same thing you charge me, and
0: he had to give him his pocket for seven
1: cents. <laughs> and I couldn't believe that.
0: Well, you know, that's that's how we all need to be. You yeah. know, um, there's one race, the human race. Human yeah. yeah. race. The that's Bible right. says in the book of Acts, <laughs> there's one blood, and our blood is the same. That's right. And and it, <laughs> when that was written in the book of Acts, mankind did not realize that the blood was the same Asian. African ancestry a European ancestry uh, Asian Indian I mean it's all the same blood and we look different ways because of where our ancestors came from that's mm-hmm. the only thing so uh no I mean it's uh that's one of Satan's tools to divide to upset people and to divide yeah. people and um he's not done he's gonna keep right on but uh we um it been there in Mark chapter 2 there's another accounting in Luke chapter 5 of the same thing there's, you know, an additional thing mentioned or two and I wanted to get that one as well I think it might start verse 17 um, 18 Luke chapter 5 we'll just pick it up in verse 8 well, is good Luke 5 and 17, and it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by which were come out of every town in Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. What brings the power of the Lord? Faith. And of course, Jesus here is here Himself. But it also says in one place in, in the book of Mark, that Jesus did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Unbelief is destructive. We've talked about that. And um, we're living in an age where we can barely believe anything. Our belief, even among Christians, our ability to believe that miraculous healings can still happen is greatly diminished. I mean, you you tell a a surgeon, well, you know that, and and actually, uh, Brother Larry Mooney, they were working on his house. Um, Randy Mundy was with him. I don't know how long ago this has been, but uh, let me get Larry to tell you about this Bob and you see him. He he was walking on scaffolding, and either the board broke or he stepped too far, and one leg went straight to the concrete about five or six feet off of the ground and snapped below his knee, just pow. Mm And it was swelling and it was turning black and he knew it was badly broken. It was hurting so bad. And they took him to the emergency room and they x-rayed it. And yes, you got, I don't know what they call it, compound, fracture, whatever. We're going to get this mobilized temporarily and you need to get back over here tomorrow and um, get a cast put on it get it set and he accepted that but then the the members of his church got word of the injury and they started praying for him and he went there to get that cast and they x-rayed his leg again and it was not broken this is Larry 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 Mooney, and that leg was not broken. Randy Mundy bore witness to it. Larry's just telling you like it was. I no longer had a broken leg. The God says you have not because you ask not. And, you know, you have to ask believing. Well, maybe Larry himself wasn't believing for his own sake, but just like those fellows who lowered the man with uh, he was paralyzed they lowered him through the roof they believed they knew they believed and they knew that Jesus can make this man well and they went to a lot of trouble to get that man lowered down into the midst of where Jesus was their faith And it says in the accounts in Luke and in uh, Mark that uh, when he saw their faith, he saw their faith, he acted for their sakes, for the sake of their faith, and told this man your sins are forgiven. Verse 18 of Luke 5. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy. He's basically paralyzed and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. Jesus. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. Now Mark, which many believe is Peter's gospel, Uh, it's telling the same account but here you have another perspective Luke is telling what happened verse 20 And when he saw their faith he said unto them man thy sins are forgiven thee and the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason saying who is this which speaketh blasphemies who can forgive sins but God alone But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk, (coughs) but that you may know that the Son of Man hath power upon (coughs) earth to forgive sins. He said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy couch, and go into thine house. And immediately he rose up before them, and took up that whereon he lay, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. We've seen strange things today. They saw a man healed of paralysis that day. People witnessed all sorts of healings that Jesus did. What does the devil do? When he sets up these charlatans and all these fake healings and all these so-called ministers that are taking your money and putting plants in the audience. Yeah. And wheelchairs or crutches or uh, one lady was on a stretcher I saw brought up for one of them one time and uh, they give Christianity they give the miracles that true believers in Christ can ask God for and receive they give that a bad name you talk to somebody about a healing, like Larry, brother Larry's leg there, or the hip of that tr- truck driver's boy that I talked about. Had a tumor, bone, on, bone, bone cancer. Healed instantly. And the daddy didn't even think that had anything to do with God. But that, that young man is on our prayer list record here somewhere. We've been keeping this for a long time. We've got stacks of these cards for years. You pray. And for the faith of the saints, someone who's an unbeliever gets healed. Why not? God shows His power. (coughs) The Lord shows that He is sovereign over everything. Everything.
1: Well that's what I would say about doctors. God has given them the wisdom, and the knowledge, how to operate, how to set bones, put them back in place. And the doctors say, I've done all I can do. He said, but the rest is left God. up to God to heal the body, then, mend it back together.
0: You know that lion and lamb wooden plaque as you see going down our stairs on the left in there? Uh-huh. And that thing there, uh, orthopedic surgeon from Cleveland a friend of ours, of course he moved to Arizona I haven't seen him in a long time I Dr. Peter Rickey um you know he was raised a Catholic and professes Catholicism loosely Well, I mean he's Italian you know if you're an Italian you're not a Catholic something went haywire somewhere right? i <laughs> just a joke but I was talking to him I was talking to him um, about um, the prayer power, the power in the hand of God. And he said, uh, there was a time that I did an operation that, um, and I can't remember the nature of it, but it was risky, and he was concerned about it. And the patient elected to have that operation anyway. I believe it had the high risk of, of paralysis from the waist down and he said that I, I, I remember walking into the operating room and I remember putting my my tools away when I was done but I do not remember one bit of doing that operation whatsoever I said, you know, that person was getting prayed for. God came in there, took hold of your hands and your body, and He just used your hands and your body, and He did it. That's why you don't remember. So, you know, we always, if you're going to choose a doctor to do something for you, you pray, even before you go. Uh, The young lady that narrated the books for me had to have a procedure. That she was kind of concerned about and she found out that the doctor that did it from there in Milwaukee was a born-again Christian mm-hmm. a follower of Jesus she herself not yet not so much mm-hmm. but later she wrote back and said uh, he uh, he wanted to know if he could pray with me mm-hmm. before we started and I said yes and so sure enough um, and everything turned out fine um, it wasn't a cancerous thing, it was just a big cyst that, was, that she was worried about, you know, and I would have been. I worry about too many things, but uh, God says, Fear not. So I have to remind myself if I worry and if I fear, I'm disobeying Him. But, uh, <coughs> you know, there's certain fear you have, to, it's a healthy fear. If you hear a rattlesnake rattling, that's a healthy fear don't decide to go over and pick it up like an idiot.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I was telling somebody recently, I was coming back from Bland, and I think it was when they were working on that bridge there before the Wiffle exit coming this way from Bland, mm-hmm. and traffic was backing up, and I had that dually pickup out there, the one we took to Knoxville, mm-hmm. and that thing weighs 7,000 pounds, 7,100 of me in it, that's what it weighs, not to weigh 100 pounds. I guess it weighs 6,800 with me out of it. But um, I turned down Little Creek Road there, I got out of the tunnel and was gonna go down 52 back just to get out of that traffic. And I got the truck straightened out on 717, and I thought, what is that up there in the road? And I slowed down and I got over there and that rattlesnake, good day. My, not quite as long as this table, but he didn't like much. Probably that big around. Yeah. The kind that'll kill you. You know? And I slowed down. And he didn't coil up. I rolled real slow. I had my front tire about that far from his nose. I'm surprised he did not coil up. But he didn't. He didn't, she didn't, whatever it was. But it stopped. It was on its way across the road. And it saw my tire. It stopped. And just sat there, or laid there, I guess you'd say. And I thought, you rascal, I'm going to put this 7,000-pound truck right on the top. But there was this strange, I can't explain the communication. But I know that that snake said to me, look, I was just going right up there. I'm not hurting anybody. he lives up there. Mm-hmm. I, that's, that's all I was doing. You could run over me. I realize that, but would you please not? <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't. I drove on around him, and I went on back, and I just never forgot that. Now, it might have been the Holy Spirit said, leave that snake alone. You know? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, there's a real bad guy that's going deer hunting this season, and, and that snake's got his name on it. Well, you could have least up on it. Oh, yeah, that'd be real good they <laughs> on They're too fast. I like to watch the mongoose fight the snakes, though. Mm-hmm. They don't ever lose to a snake. No. They're just twice as fast as any snake. You ever see that? No. The little old mongoose, the little thing about that one. Yeah, no, it's you call yeah, them. yeah, boy, they... Mm-hmm. Black snakes are good to have around. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. Mark was telling me the house is <laughs> right now down from Larry's. <laughs> Um, come home the other evening. He stepped, he said he looked over on the porch and there was about a six foot black snake. And he just they said the snake dropped down off the porch and out in the yard and it went down in a hole. And he says that thing's living in a hole. They don't live in holes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He said about ten feet out through the yard it come out the other end of that hole with a little mole in its mouth.
1: No. <laughs>
0: So I said, see, it's keeping the rodents cleaned up and they'll keep poisonous snakes away too. Yes, uh, but anyway, the faith that you have, and I'm, I'm glad Reverend Davis pointed this out, your prayer life for others is going to be a blessing to you as well. And God says there's a prayer warrior, there's someone that, that will pray and who does pray and who prays with a a true heart. So I see their needs. I'll meet their needs too. Pastor Albert Carroll didn't ask God in that instant to heal his heart. I'm sure other people were praying for his heart, especially when word came that nothing could be done. You don't ever say to God nothing can be done. Right? Because he'll do it. He can do it. I remember that the Titanic and it's in the movie and apparently this engineer that boat Titanic did say this that God even God could not <laughs> sink this ship that's remember? pretty blasphemous it was he said even God couldn't sink this ship and I just right off the cuff one night we were talking about that and, and I said uh, and God took that like a poker bet and God said, I'll see your little boat and I'll raise you one ocean. <laughs> so there, there it went. But, but you don't test God. You don't tempt God. You don't blaspheme the name of the one who made you. He loves you. And He loves others. He loves the people that you love the least. He loves the people that you borderline hate, that you're not supposed to hate. How many of us would have killed Saul of Tarsus? I told you before when I learned that Osman got slapped by a cop. I was so mad. I'm an ocean away, I couldn't do nothing about it. But I was just sitting there stewing in my heart, you let me get that so-and-so in the crosshairs of my 308, and we'll see if he slaps anybody else. And it was as though the Holy Spirit said, you would have shot Saul of Tarsus too, wouldn't you? who became the great Apostle Paul. He murdered Christians. And I'm thinking, yeah, I, I, I would have shot him. you got to be careful when you try to do what God does not want you to do. We talked earlier during dinner, there are divisions coming on strong in America right now. Whatever we choose to do, if we end up having to do anything... It had better be of the Lord. It better be of the Lord. You know, during the Revolutionary War, um, you know, this is uh, Romans 13. Um, the British were um, telling the colonists, "You're in violation of the Word of God, fighting against King George's forces." Romans 13 verse 1 it says let every soul be subject unto the higher powers for there is no power but of god the powers that be are ordained of god whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of god and they that resist shall receive to themselves <coughs> a damnation so the crown the british crown they were say look look what you call us are over here doing You're over here thwarting the will of God. We're the higher power. We are the power that God has placed and ordained. And you are thwarting us, and you're going to receive damnation.
1: Didn't they leave
0: that country because of religious persecution? Mm -hmm. Yeah, partly, largely. But, um, Mm -hmm. all right. What if George Washington had said, you're not the higher power? God has raised us up as the higher power. If you resist us, then you will suffer damnation. Well, that is what ended up happening. If you want to know what side of a battle God is on, wait around to see who wins. That was the side he picked, if he chose a side at all. It's funny, as people, the Super Bowl will be on. They'll be praying for their team to win. Like the other team don't have people praying for their team to win. (laughs) You know, was God going to make it turn out to be a tie every time? I don't think the Lord is particularly concerned about who wins the ballgame. Maybe to some extent in certain ways, but in the big scheme of things it doesn't matter. But when nations rise against nations, and that's pretty consequential. Um. There have been some actions taken recently and I don't care if you're pro-Donald Trump, anti-Donald Trump, but what the FBI did there was evil, it was straight out of the pit of hell. Just like what they did when they shot them people at Ruby Ridge and they went into Texas at Waco, burned men, women, and children alive. Just what they, like they, no boy out in Oregon, the Lord Finnegan went in there and killed him. And, and it's gotten only worse in the years since then. They have become an instrument, not of either party. They don't belong to either political party. There is a deep state. There is a evil out there that is pushing to set up the Antichrist system that is described in Revelation. Revelation 13. You can't buy or sell without this mark of the beast. We all know this, right? Earlier today, um, I was sent a screenshot of some text messages for this guy and this lady he knows. They both have children in the military. The lady has a son in the army, and he has a son in um, the Navy. I'll read you what this says. Just a moment to pull it up. He shared this with me, so I want you to look at what I just, this text message I just received and we had a conversation. She wrote to him first. She said, "Trays CO, I'm not familiar in military speak, what's that mean, Charlie? Huh? Commanding officer. Commanding Officer. Trey's commanding officer told them this is the army kid told them to get their personal business in order and to prepare for war he wrote back and said I just heard from Matthew that's his boy in the Navy just heard from Matthew and he said the same thing he's on 12 to 14 hour training days training medics from around the country that they pulled from the ER to train them I don't know what that means if they're just pulling doctors out of the ER and say, you're going to be a military medic, I don't know what that means. Could but be he, reservists. Huh? Could be reservists. Okay. Well, the techniques would be completely different in combat. He said he has 10 days to get it done because all that he trains will be shipping out when they leave Colorado. I hate it. She said, yep. He said, I guess <laughs> we have our own personal dogs in this fight. Maybe it will get diffused before it gets any worse, but these are credible. I mean, I don't know the lady, but I know the guy. And, you know, when the military is being told to get ready, what do they have in mind? What do they see coming? I'm not sure. It could have something to do with Russia or China or both. It could. It could have something to do with turning on certain groups of American citizens. I sure hope not. But we need to be in prayer for our country, and we need to be in prayer for wisdom, and it is the power of prayer that will prevail anyone. George Washington was on Christmas Eve. It's the Delaware River, right? Right? they prayed he was a praying man he asked that God give him the victory and so he, so he did he knows that God is in control he asked the God of all creation to give him favor and how many of his truths? about a third of them didn't they Left him, he gave him the option before before they mounted the battle. But he won. You see, the reason he won is because those British officers and the king of England should have <coughs> looked at Romans 13 this way. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. Who are these higher powers? What if George Washington is the higher power? Turns out he was, because God gave him the victory. For there is no power but of God, the powers that be are ordained of God. And whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, Well, was Adolf Hitler a terror to good works? You better believe it when people tried to hide the Jews. He wanted full-blown genocide. He didn't want a single Jewish person left alive when he got his way. German people, good German people, hid those Jewish people, and that was a good work. So Hitler's not the ruler here then, is he? He don't. He, you don't need to succumb to somebody like that. If he had a propaganda minister, Goebbels here, that really poisoned the minds of a lot of them. Sure people. he did. And that's what's happening. When and I that sucker. To... That sucker didn't die over there. A bunch of them Nazis faked their deaths. Probably Hitler included. There are. There's a treasure sure trove in Argentina. In Argentina, they've, they've found all this Nazi stuff. They were planning the Fourth Reich. I've watched the documentaries. They've interviewed people there. Uh, so here's Goebbels and his wife and children walk up on this so-called sacred place, and SS officers shoot them and kill them, presumably, and burn their bodies in a pile. Now we have no bodies. They're gone. Same way with it. Oh, yeah, he went down there. That's the, That was the doctor, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And Mengele figured out a way for the women to have twins just about every time. And that area, even to this day, where those people in Argentina have babies, it is uncommon not to have twins. Sure enough. And America, well, what do we want? We want that, uh, Braun, that Von Braun, uh, the rocket guy. So this, they brought in all of these Nazi scientists, patted them on the back, gave them a pretty place to live, perfect freedom, so that we could get rockets into space. All right. So we're, we're, we're not as daggone innocent. Paperclip.
1: Paper Operation Paperclip. Paper yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> the, we're Russia not
0: as... Did the same thing too, but they just did get the better And you know, we got, I guess we got the better Nazi scientists, but. You know, I mean, surely somebody would have taken over the Native Americans. Somebody would have. We did. The Spanish came in and and wiped out the Mayans in Central America. Um, The Spanish... See, the Chinese invent gunpowder. But they didn't call it gunpowder. I think they were generally peace-loving people at the time. They just wanted to make fireworks shoot up in the air and make colored lights. The Spanish said, well, you know what? We can stuff this tube full of this powder and then put a bunch of nails and bolts and whoever knows what else at the end of it, light it and blow somebody apart with it. The guns, so they came and took over Central America. Who was the higher power? Apparently it was God's will. All right, now. A lot of people are angry about the Europeans coming over here and taking over a Native American uh, lands. And I understand that. The myth that these Indian Asian or American Indian tribes were just living in this John Lennon imagined kind of world is not true. They had tribal warfare just like every nation, South America, Africa. Tribal warfare is the thing. They were they, they fought all the time. We came in and fought too. I don't want to ruin the movie, but you may never see it, so I'll just tell you the end of it. It is about the Mayan Indians. Uh, Mel Gibson produced it. It's called Apocalypto. Did anybody see Apocalypto? it showed what the, 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 the heinousness of these people, they really did sacrifice humans. Yeah. And they had this big, beating all these drums, they had all these daggone big fires, you know, way up in the sky, and they cut the chest open, and the thing was to yank the beating heart out, <coughs> hold it up, and let the people see it still beating.
1: Yeah.
0: But they warred on each other. Factions of them warred against each other. And near the very end of the movie, this one young fellow that you really kind of came to like, you know, he was in one tribe, and this other guy in this other tribe wanted him dead for whatever reason, maybe over a woman, who knows, probably, but he chased him, and there's about a 10 minute, just really high intensity, chase scene, you know, the guy's running as hard as he can, he's got his own spear, but... You know, he figures this other guy's got the drop on him. He's got a spear, too, and he's trying to catch it. Through the jungle, up and over logs, down through ravines. And they're running as hard as they can. And all of a sudden, they both just stop. Dead in their tracks. Their eyes this big around. They've reached the shoreline. They've reached the coast. They're at the beach. They both just stop dropped their spears, their eyes fixed on something, and the camera comes all the way around behind them, and there sets a Spanish armada right there at the coast. And you know the rest of the story. They got wiped out. All right. Americans, we are now. We weren't initially taking over Native American lands. The gospel, this word right here, I'm probably going really long tonight. I'm not too bad. I'm just over an hour. This word was spread throughout the world primarily by American missionaries. You'd say, well, the British, sure, they did initially. And then Britain became a little more godless and a little more godless. We're doing that here too now. But they were ahead of us. But a number I heard not long ago, 95%, 95% of the world's missionaries are coming out of America. That's why the most prolific translation of the Word of God is in English. And that is the King James Bible. We have what we need in the KJV. So, who was the higher power when these Europeans came over here and started settling in America and killing American Indians? Well, they were, because they won. Well, that sounds mean. God let it happen. I mean, read some of the battles in the Old Testament. There are places where the Lord said, kill them all, I'll sort them out. I said, why would you kill children? Any child that dies goes straight into the arms of the Lord. I've got Old Testament for that. I've got Bible for that. Every child who dies goes straight into the arms of the Lord. But if you let them grow up, and they're taught to worship idols, and they're taught to sacrifice on the altar of Moloch, sacrifice babies, well, they're a lost cause. God said, get rid of all of them. They were sold out to Satan, and God knew they weren't going to ever change. So people that don't like this word of God and they don't like Christianity, they love to say, "Well, your God's a genocide God. He's God of genocide." No, there is not one ethnicity that's been wiped out in its entirety. He said, "I'm going to settle my people in the land here of Israel, and uh, I need some of you people that are serving the enemy." Worshipping essentially Satan I'm going to get y'all out I'm going to give my people the favor so anytime somebody springs that Romans 13 on you say wait a minute who do you think the higher power really was World War II who was the higher power Adolf Hitler <coughs> or the allied forces the allies were the higher power who was the higher power Spanish versus the Mayan Indians Spanish they won now, Spain is a Christian nation for the most part they got a lot of Muslims over there but for the most part historically yeah Catholic but they stood up for the Bible and, and for for God and Christ who is the same amen but uh, and yeah, don't let them play that play that game on you you know because uh, if uh, if we find that powers within our own government, decide to turn on large groups of American people. Don't let them play Romans 13 on you. So if I die on the wrong side, I'll ask God to forgive me at the Lima Seat Judgment. I believe He will. But I'm not going to go down without a fight. And I'm not turning over any guns or anything else to people who do not live by the words in this book. They pretend to. I venture to say the the last Christian president we ever even had. I'm talking about a real Christian. I'm not talking about somebody that just lip service. I think Jimmy Carter was a real Christian, it is. I didn't agree with him on a lot of stuff. He gave the Panama Canal away. Dude, what do you do that for? (laughs) But I think, just in in testimonies, I think he, he really believes the Word of God. And I don't know that anyone since him has. I believe JFK was a Christian. Yeah, he cheated on his wife. But so, you know, look what King David did. Right? Here, let me... Wipe my hands off. You know, tissue. Hands, because I'll clean my. Well, hands. you can go in the, the restroom. All right, all right, Let me do that real fast. Real fast. I want to hear you pounding sand going down the hallway. Yes, sir. Nah, no, take your time, John. Oh. The uh, you mentioned earlier, Goebbels You know, he said if you can control the information, you can control the people. Joseph Goebbels Hitler's propaganda minister. But of course, we wouldn't do anything like that today, would we? Lie to the people through the media sources. They've been doing it for a long, long time. It's just that it's gotten worse recently. I think God's given us a spirit of discernment you we can see that real easily in you know, all this crap about COVID and all that stuff. It, mildly- it turned out... be mostly alive and here here's what we now know about the COVID thing the two factories that are producing these COVID tests they run up your nose are owned by China and located in New Jersey and they can modulate the level of the so-called pandemic by simply modulating the number of the tests they put out that are going to test positive. That's why they tell people, well, you, you're you positive for COVID, and you say, well, I feel fine. I don't have any symptoms. Well, it doesn't matter. You can be carrying it around and giving it to other people. The people that set that whole idea up will be held accountable for hurting people, endangering people, some people, The suicide rates went sky high when everybody got locked down. Sweden didn't lock everybody down. Sweden didn't do it. Sweden didn't lose any more people there than anybody else lost around the world. It wasn't necessary. It hurt people. Now, Trump and Biden are responsible for that. They both played into that. And Trump is the one that pushed the vaccines out there way ahead of schedule. Didn't get them tested. He didn't have wisdom. He says a Christian. Now I don't. I don't dislike Donald Trump completely. I have a lot of bones to pick with him. And he come out there, hold up the Bible. I, you know, you There's might no want to get. You might want to get to know the the god that that reveals himself through those words instead of making it into a prop yeah. right? I'm not trying to bust on him, I know he's had a lot of stuff put on him, but um, there are certain powers that be that are terrified that they can't hold on to the congress this November based on the polling data and simply based on a gallon gasoline, whoever's to blame for that, people always blame the White House. Of course, he's not up for re-election, but Congress is. I don't think it would be that far-fetched to say that they'll do anything they can to stop this election. When I say they, I'm not talking about American people in Washington. I'm talking about globalist power brokers like George Soros this Klaus Schwab guy, who literally says we're going to stop eating meat and eat bugs, and grasshoppers are more nutrition, have more nutrition in them than an equal serving of beef.
1: Well, in serving that crap every day.
0: Bugs. Mm-hmm. They don't want us to have meat. They want meat for themselves. I guess I don't know. That's one. So, uh, Bill Gates, There's you another one. Bill Gates. Pure evil. The, well they're all the fire they're wood. all puppets well, it's of, of the, yeah and then all these people out there well Biden did this and Biden did Biden didn't do none of that you, be, you know you better get your eyes on the one that's really doing it, just say, it he's, ha- ha- he's having cognitive problems and it's not funny and, and you know what that's like for your own wife it ain't funny and I don't, even, I don't laugh at any jokes made about that. You know, it could happen to any of us. But I'm just saying, we need to pray hard for discernment and wisdom and that, that God would reveal the truth to us day by day. Let me wake up tomorrow, Lord, if it's Your will that I do wake up tomorrow morning and let me know truth and let me be able to tell the truth from the lies. All right, I guess that's it. <laughs>
1: he ain't afraid. <laughs> Father God, we thank you for this day. We give you the honor and the glory. You woke us up this morning and you didn't have to. Father, we ask that thou look into our hearts. That if you find anything that shouldn't <clears throat> be take it out, create within us a clean heart, a pure heart, Lord. Fill us up with your love and joy. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow, Lord. Not our will, Father, but that will be done in our lives. Bless all the people that's in need. You know whatever their need is, Lord. Meet the need, Lord. Help us to love one another as you have loved us. Bless our families, Lord. Bless our churches. Bless our leaders. Bless those that are sick and poor, Lord. We ask that thou touch them, Father, with your Holy Spirit. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.